Is Nate Johnson the guy? We're about to find out. Let's go. You are Locked On Vandy, your daily podcast on the Vanderbilt Commodores, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in. It's the Locked On Vandy Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Corey Burton. Thanks for making Locked On Vandy your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as part of the as part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. So get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. So lots of excitement. The quarterback position was one of the biggest things that Vandy Nation, Vandy fans, the coaching staff, the university all have to be excited about. And it's all surrounding Utah transfer, Nate Johnson. Very, very excited to bring him on. And uh, I'm bringing somebody also very special to talk about him. He played quarterback at Vanderbilt back in the 80s. He is the last person to know what it feels like to beat Vanderbilt in a Vanderbilt, a, or not to beat Vanderbilt, but to beat Alabama in a Vanderbilt uniform. He's a quarterback guru, quarterback coaching worldwide. Uh, he was the head coach at Hillwood High School um, before then, amongst many other places. But that's the that's the the one that's most relevant to uh, to me. It's Dr. Kurt Page. Here we go, Kurt Nate Johnson. Man, he's going to be the guy. We, why should we be fired up about Nate Johnson? I think the young man is coming in with uh, already skins on the wall. The guy can play. The guy can throw the football. He can spin it. He can run, and uh, I, I see him as a as a Jalen Hurts in progress. So he's that type of uh, skill set and fighting upgrades all around for Vanderbilt football. All right. Well, that's I mean that's a lofty comparison. J- Jalen Hurts is playing right now, actually, as we record this uh, in in the playoffs. But I mean, you know, with his running ability, and and you add a coordinator in Tim Beck in. And it's kind of like a perf- – it seems like it's a perfect marriage with scheme and skill set. Talk to me about Nate Johnson in the plus-one quarterback run game and and RPO game. Well, I think I think it's an excellent addition to get a guy that can, uh, can deliver the football on the perimeter. He can throw between the numbers. He can run the football. Uh, his biggest thing is just we're going to have to make sure we keep him healthy and I see him adding offensive linemen. I see him adding bigger targets on the outside and then getting some guys that can run the football as well. Uh, it's going to be an f- exciting season. I really see Clark Lee. This is really a, a, a reset. Uh, a couple of months ago, I talked to David Cully uh, over at the Vanderbilt campus, and he just told me point blank that, you know, the first two years it was uh, seek and understand, and now it's seek and, and program and make some things happen. So, I listened to my elders, as David Kelly was my freshman coach at yeah. Vanderbilt, a longtime professional coach, and uh, he really excited about Clark Lee, and so therefore I am. And for and to see Clark Lee dipping now into the transfer portal, uh, really upgrading positions. I know we lost some electric guys uh, receiver-wise, but what we've added 
a quarterback will over really really over uh, do things for our offense that we we got to get things going and it starts at the trigger position. Yeah, and what I like about Nate. Um, is the fact that when he was at Utah, he had, I mean, he played in limited game action, but I think that was a lot by design because when they lost Cameron Rising, they had like three other guys that they were just kind of figuring out what they had. And I think that had he stayed, he probably would have ended up winning the the quarterback one job out there at Utah in, in the first season in the Big 12. But um, instead he comes to he comes to Vanderbilt. And I just I just like that he's done every type of Every type of scheme, every type of play. I mean, he's been under center, running bootlegs. He's been in the. He's been running quarterback powered jet read. He's been throwing quick game. He can, you know, he can uncork a deep ball and take a deep shot here um, every once in a while. So I'm I'm fired up about that and what he brings to the table in that regard. Well, you know, the biggest, the best two conferences in the land are the Big Ten and SEC, and so I think when we we went shopping. And uh, we we found a big fish, and uh, he's going to be able to fit really well in the SEC. And uh, I think that's the big thing for him. He wanted to have the spotlight, and the spotlight he's going to have. And uh, what a great opportunity for him to be pairing him back. And then also uh, there's some fine other young quarterbacks that are coming into our program that are really going to be exciting for that quarterback room. So I just see a tremendous upgrade in every quarterback that we've now got in the black and gold uniforms no doubt about it yeah absolutely and and one of the things about nate uh that i saw was um i watched him i really only watched one utah game in 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 full length i've seen bits and pieces of others like i saw the i saw parts of the 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 baylor game where he played that last drive especially was incredible um if you want to check out some film from that um i got a copyright claim on it um, so I don't think I can do it again, but <laughs> I broke down his last series uh, where he drove down and, and tied it up against Baylor. But just the poise that he has, like the poise that he had against Florida um, to just run the offense, make plays when when they need to be played. There was one play in particular was about a 27 yard touchdown run where it, I mean, it was it was a it was a dual it was a dual read option. It wasn't an RPO, but it was a it was a run run option. And he pulled the ball. I mean, he he rode the mesh as long as he could, pulled the ball, attacked the space. I mean, it exploded through the space and then put a move on somebody. And then they left their ankles at the 15-yard line, and he just waltzed in. I mean, the, to have the poise to ride that mesh, especially as a freshman, is something that, like, I, I don't think – I think is very understated. I don't think people realize, like, how much poise that actually takes, especially when you're playing a defense as talented as the Florida Gators. Absolutely. That's a great point, Corey. You know, the big thing for him is, like we said, he's got four games of experience. What a beautiful thing. And now uh, he's, he's been there for two years. He was behind and saw Kent rising in work. And so now he's going to be a, a redshirt sophomore for us and have three years to, to play. And, and let's just hope he, he excels all by expectations and he gets himself ready for an early NFL draft. I mean, let's put the expectations high on him because if I'm Clark Lee and he's the guy I handpicked and went after and got this guy, and then I handpicked my offensive coordinator, and this guy is a is a proven winner as a play caller, so I see both of them meshing really well, and then I'm very very happy to see Clark Lee in that in that room of calling those defensive plays because now we're working to all our strengths, and I you know it, Corey, as a as a football coach. You need everybody 
working in their strengths and trying to eliminate their their negatives or the deficiencies and highlighting their strengths. And I think Tim, you know, Tim Beck will do that for our offensive guys. And I know Clark Lee will do that, calling our defensive plays. And then also just the overseeing that Clark Lee now has had two seasons to really get his feet wet. And let's 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 just tell it like it is. He's a third year head coach uh, in his, his season, being a head coach. He might have been assistant coach for years, but I tell you what, as you know, uh, it, it's a different ball game, and we're in the SEC. I saw great things happen year one through midseason when we gathered up to five wins, and then it seemed like it just never materialized how he wanted it. But he's got the things he wants now. He's got continuity with his quarterback that he's picked, and like you said, it's going to be exciting. The guy's played against high-caliber athletes, and uh, he is the guy. And there's nothing better, Corey, to know. Uh, you know, you coached my son for two years. We told him he's the quarterback for two years. You know, basically, Nate Johnson, you're our quarterback. You're our leader. And uh, that's what Vanderbilt needs. That's what every major college football team needs, and, and really any football team. They, they know who the leaders are. Yeah, no doubt. That, that, I mean, to name that guy just like that, and and hey, you're hey, these, these are your reins. You're taking. You don't have to look over your shoulder uh, like you did a year ago, at Utah. Uh, we we're de- we're designing this offense based around you, and then we're going to fit these freshmen in um, as best we can. And we have a guy that's experienced in the Timbeck system coming in to back you up, just in case we're unable to keep you healthy. So, but going back to your point about Clark Lee. You know, his first two seasons, seek to understand. And now, like Metallica says, seek and destroy um, is is the mission in year three. But uh, how big is it? And I'm going to keep with the seek and destroy um, uh, theme here. How how pivotal was it? How important was it that he hired Jerry Kill in an off-field role to to be kind of like an advisor to him as, as a head coach? Oh, that's, that's tremendous. I mean, it, it TCU came from being picked second to last in the Big 12 all the way to the NCAA championship game. He was part of that staff. He was advising the coaching staff there. And uh, nothing – I mean, the guy really has uh, – you know, he, he's a very humble guy. Uh, I've heard him speak at clinics. Uh, the guy loves the football. He loves the young men that he's working with. And uh, he's just going to be a great fit for Music City. He's going to be really something that uh, Clark Lee has not had. Uh, You know, I I believe in wisdom. You know, I see seasoned coaches as valuable to a staff. And I see Jerry Kill bringing that wisdom and that season to that staff, to all those position coaches, to all those players, to the families when he gets to know them. I mean, I've never personally met the guy. But everybody I've talked to, they love him, and he really uh, is a guy that embraces the mission of that football program. And I know he's going to get behind Clark Lee 100% and lead us on down the street as far as being victorious on West End. Man, I'm, I'm excited. I, I I did a whole episode about when he got hired about how important it was just for the little things that Clark Lee might be over, you know, might be overseeing, and and the fact that he hired his defensive coordinator from New Mexico State as well, um, the safeties coach Melvin Rice, to come in as a co-defense coordinator. He hired another guy that's been kicking around in the NFL. He's most recently at Syracuse. Uh, to come in as an off-the-field kind of associate head coach. So he's got some things going on on the defensive side of the ball too because not only he's going to be responsible for the defense, but also, Kurt, he's got to be the head coach 
at some point. And so he's got to leave some of that delegation to the other two guys and to the defensive staff, which I think is a phenomenal defensive staff. Um, how, how does that like? How does that work? You think? I mean, you, you've been in the head coaching seat at, at a bunch of different places. Like when you've coordinated offense, and you you know you now have a, a guy, and you know how, how do you like delegate that? Well, I, th- I think that what's happening now, you see it at the NFL level. You look at D'Amico Ryan's. You look at all the people that have come from the great example. San Francisco 49ers uh, tree, they're basically still staying with their strengths as a play caller offensively or defensively. That saved Eberflus's job in Chicago. Yeah, so, so basically, you know, that that is something that that I think uh, we need to be doing here because uh, we're the next step to the NFL. So you take from the NFL and you learn what is working. And uh, like I said, the first two years, Clark Lee has had a chance to assess, you know, the, the academic uh, environment, the cultural environment, uh, how Nashville is growing, how there's so many moving factors. And so then now Clark Lee is in a position where he can call the defenses. He now knows the landscape of the SEC. Uh, it, is, it is vital that he – I just think it's vital that we're working toward our strengths and his, his voice of calling the defenses – uh, being able to get it done and be able to have guys in the booth and guys uh, working on the scouting reports and getting things advanced scouting, I think it'd be working, uh, you know, in a tremendous in a tremendous capacity. So there aren't any limitations. I think before he didn't he didn't you know it felt like he was just uh, you know more of a, a overseer. Now he's in there grinding with the players. He's struggling with the players. He's getting to know who his players really are. You know, his his thing is, I think things go in circles, Corey. You know that. And I think yeah. in the day you had uh, Mark Rick calling the plays for Georgia. You had Steve Spurrier calling the plays for Florida. You had, uh, back in my day, Jerry Claiborne calling the defenses for Kentucky. You had Woody Woodenhafter uh, calling the plays. You had James Franklin calling offensive plays here at Vanderbilt. So I think we're getting back to where I think he can feel comfortable. People can see what type of football we're going to play, and I'm just excited about seeing it. I know we'll probably be linebacker uh, heavy uh, with those uh, those uh, hybrid type of guys because I think that's what that's what we can go get. Three early enrollees coming in uh, at that position, and those guys are electric too. So that that that's that's where the game because you got to have matchups. You got to be able to have a guy that can stay on the field and, and not you know. Oh man, he's gonna. We're gonna get him outflanked, or he's got to match up an H back, or Y, or Z, or you know all that stuff. So I just really think it'll be advantage time for us. I think the work that that he's putting in now through recruiting and through the transfer portal was going to pay off. Now I'll say this: it's not a finished product. I see us making to the bowl game, okay? Yeah, in a bowl game, and then I see that just taking us up to the next level because now we need to be one of those. What is it, Corey, going to be? Maybe the top six in our league could make the playoffs? Yeah. If you can crack the top six in the SEC, you're, you're playoff bound. So that's you got a next, shot. So that's that's where we need to be growing toward. And I know all the alumni and all, all the stakeholders, they, they're, they're wanting that too. And uh, they're, they're going to give him full support. I mean, Vanderbilt United, the facilities are going to be oh – Yes. I mean, I don't know if you were listening at this point or, or watching, but I did a show on that. Like I had a show earlier where I talked nothing about 
nothing but the, the renderings that I saw in the end zone projects. Like, and the, the whole athlete village in general is going to be outstanding, but like specifically to football, your North end zone, your South end zone uh, areas are, they're unique. Like I've always, I've always used the word with Vanderbilt unique. They have to be unique in what they do. You can't be, you can't be cookie cutter at Vanderbilt because you're not that. Right. And you have to make up those deficiencies. Like, like if you have a standard stadium, it's just going to be filled up with Bama fans, Texas fans, Georgia fans, Kentucky fans, so on and so forth. But if you have a unique experience, now maybe Vandy people can get in there and fill that place up. Now maybe it's more black and gold than it is uh, orange and white. Right. You know, you know that kind of thing. I was blessed to go to the homecoming game and able to listen to our our president and then also our athletics director and, and shared a vision. And uh, they are really uh, in alignment. And I've never seen Vanderbilt in this much of an alignment in my lifetime. I'm 60 years old. I've never seen in Vanderbilt all on the same page. And it's exciting times. And and I know uh, we're kind of having a dip maybe in, in, the, in the boys' basketball, but in our men's basketball, being a high school coach. Yeah, boy, it's habit, it, I see. They, our, our lady doors are really excelling really they're well. Killing it. So, I mean, they had a tough one on Sunday, but they're killing yeah, it for the most but part. I just see us being in tremendous alignment, on the same page, working hard. And like you said, we got to have nostalgia. You know, we got to have something unique about Vanderbilt. Our stadium is going to be unique. Memorial Gym is unique. Our, our baseball facility is second to none. I mean, it's the, the Hulk, man. It's the, Hulk, Hulk, the Hulk is great. So all that is tying in. And then it just, it, it takes time. And, and people, I, I know people in the Nashville and the West End community, they, they're giving Clark Lee the time. And now he's figured out, okay, uh, I'm now ready to capitalize for Portal. I'm now ready to, to check out NIL, to do all the things that are going to make it the right experience for Vanderbilt student athletes. And so he's got, he's got me. I'm, 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 he's got all of us. Hopefully we're all going to pull the same side of the rope and get, get pulling behind and get this guy through. All right. Well, when we come back, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk quarterback coaching worldwide, how that looks uh, for you. Stay tuned. All right. This episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. And I know we come, I know we come to sports to escape from some of life's crazy realities, but can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life? According to, according to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary, Kurt. Uh, I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if Hale or any one of your kids got sick with uh, a supply chain issue that was keeping them from life-saving medication they needed. So thankfully, we'll be okay because of J- Jace Medical. The Jace Pack is a is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. Stuff could happen to, uh, to any of us. So visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board physician, board certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. So it's never more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use the offer code locked on to get $20 off on your order. All right, welcome back. It is segment number two 
Uh, we're gonna we're, we're rapidly closing in on the on the end of the show. We got uh, Dr. Kurt Page, quarter, quarterback coaching worldwide, um, as you can see from his background. Uh, but first of all, I want to say thank you for making uh, Vandy the Locked On Vandy podcast your first listen each and every day. He is one of the, he is one of the everydayers that I'm thinking, and so uh, be like him and be an everydayer. And follow us on social media. So, so Kurt, man, it's been great having you on so far. Uh, but you, you have this organization, quarterback coaching worldwide. You are working. You were, you did some work in Israel, getting them launched with football and teaching the game uh, overseas and internationally. How did that come about? Like, t- talk to me about that a little bit. Well, uh, back in the last spring a year ago, uh, just had it on my heart to travel and to go and work with young, young folks, uh, and, uh, work with the quarterback skills. And, uh, and, uh, so I reached out to a, a young man that I played against at Vanderbilt, Hoss Johnson, and, uh, he's with score international and, uh, how God lines things up. He is, he is superior. And, uh, Hoss Johnson had just needed someone to go work with the quarterbacks and, uh, we connected at the right time, and so I, I flew with Score International, and uh, uh, we were able to go there and get some training. Carlos Turner uh, from Mobile, Alabama here, he went with me, and he worked with the wide receivers. So uh, we were there uh, about two weeks, and we put on 10 different camps, and we worked with flag football for the girls. We worked on tackle football with the guys, and uh, we, we were there in Tel Aviv. Uh, we were all the way from southern Israel all the way up to northern Israel, and uh, we had a great time. And uh, uh, it's really heavy on our hearts here. Uh, Ninety days after we left, we flew out of there is when they, uh, uh, the Palestinians, uh, they attacked. They're actually the, the the Hamas attacked uh, the kibbutz that we were we worked out one of the camps. So it was ninety days after we were there. So. Our prayers go out to the Israel. Our prayers go out to Palestine. Uh, they're a, a, a country, a land that has been just taken over by uh, militants, that the Hamas. And uh, so it's really sad there. But we had a great time. We worked on football skills. We worked on uh, just communication and just relationships. And uh, I've got a, a young man that I'm working with that played at Stonehill, Stonehill College up in the east, uh, was an offensive lineman. Uh, He's a Jewish young person and uh, a great young coach. And uh, Yaniv is uh, going to hopefully come here this spring and work with us here in Mobile uh, in, in developing his uh, coaching repertoire. We had him. He was on his way here, Corey, to yeah. work during our season. Uh, week uh, 9 and 10, he was going to be here and then be with us throughout the playoffs. And that's when they attacked. And uh, the only thing he could do was go home and uh, – and be with his parents and uh, his, his, his dad has passed away, but his mom was there and his family. So just a great opportunity to work with young people. Uh, we look forward to being able to go back there soon. And uh, when they when the, led us to go there, but uh, it was, it was a quite a, quite an opportunity. And we look to grow and go into some other countries and some other cities and States in, our, in the United States. Uh, we have a network of young guys that are, are getting training and coaches uh, going to be speaking in Tunica, Mississippi, uh, oh, February, and uh, uh, just uh, afford that opportunity. It's the Nike Coaching of the Year Clinic, and so we're able to talk about quarterback development there, talk about drills and skills, 
And uh, we're just excited about doing that and just growing the game of football and really growing young people as our platform as we look to serve our Lord and Savior. Nice. Well, man, that's uh, that's that's a that's quite the task. And and you know you're you're the perfect person to take on that task, man. Because like you're as far as like teaching the position and teaching the the game there's very few people that do it better than you and, and being able to relate to all kinds of people from all walks of life has never mattered. And I learned that from my time at, at, at Hillwood because we had the gamut of, I mean, we, we had one of the more international teams in, in all of Metro and we had some, we had some characters and we had, you know, we, we had some things going on there. So uh, it, it was definitely, definitely a lot of fun, but uh we got to take one more ad break, and I want to talk to you a little bit about your time at Vandy. We're going to run a little bit over thirty minutes. I don't care, so we're gonna we're gonna do that here. But uh, just hang on one more second. All right, this episode is also brought to you by Fanduel. the The NFL season, the the playoffs are in complete full swing. The Lions, impressive. Um, but uh, you can get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet. You can do live same-game parlays. You can find bets in new in the new Explore tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, which is the best way to find popular parlays, and there's so much more even if you just go with the boring old spread. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. All right, welcome back. We are uh, we are nearing the, the end of the show. We got Dr. Kurt Page on, quarterback coaching worldwide. Uh, coaches down in Mobile. Um, he's a quarterback guru. This is our very own version of, of the John Gruden quarterback camp, which we're going to do this so much more. And when I when I can start getting access to video, it's going to be even better. So, um, Kurt, you are the last person to know what it's like to beat Alabama wearing a Vanderbilt uniform. What is that? What was that like? Oh, it was an exciting day. Um, you know, it was 1984. Uh, it was at Bryant Denny. Uh, what what a great team what a great team to play with and play for and uh to be part of george mcintyre's team and have uh lynn amity as offensive coordinator mm-hmm. and just go on and on about all the special people i got to play with and to leave out of there uh as victorious was uh you know you talk about winning and uh and beating the the crimson tide and uh, we were able to do that uh we had we had a, just a great time that that saturday handing that ball off to carl good baby woods throwing passes to keith edwards uh you know throwing two touchdowns to chuck scott um you know it, uh, one little one little thing about that is uh house johnson always says when we were in israel when the when the van was ready to go and all our coaches he would go roll tide and then when we pulled up to the hotel i'd go anchor down you know every day <laughs> <laughs> we had it on, but uh, one of the defensive backs uh, at our score international, Rocky Colbert, he was with us uh, working the defensive backs in Israel, and he was one of the guys trying to guard uh, Chuck Scott. I just played with phenomenal people. Yeah. And great to be at that game and be a person 
just to be the guy. I was like the point guard. I was just, people were open, and I was getting them the ball. Daryl Denson was protecting, Rob Monaco, Will Wolford, Jeff Mad Dog Madden. I mean, we had we had everybody. Defensively, we, we were strong. We had Carl Jordan. We had Jeff Holt. We had Manuel Young. I'm going to get in trouble for leaving guys out, but I just loved them all. It was a great time. Uh, and uh, what a what a victorious time we had! And looking forward to seeing Vanderbilt this season uh, going back. Same down. thing, right? Yeah, we're looking forward to that. I I, I want to wear my black and gold, and I want to be there and see see the big see see us get after the big red. No doubt about it. Well, it's going to be a different version of Big Red this time without Nick Saban. We'll we'll talk more about that on later episodes. But so when you were when you were going through colleges, like you you're your father Ryan kid, right? You're born and raised in Nashville. Like, was it was it always Vandy? Was it always like, hey, I'm going to go to the hometown school, or was there other options? Like, what what happened there? Well, uh, actually, I, I want my my dad wanted. I visited Alabama back in my day. You could sign with multiple teams, and you could, there wasn't a national letter of intent, so you could visit as much as you want. I really was exploring going to Alabama to be one of their quarterbacks, and uh, it just worked out. Uh, the end of May. Uh, uh, Head coach from Austin P took the offensive coordinator job at Vanderbilt, and uh, they had one scholarship left, and that was for me from Watson Brown. He he's uh, uh, just a great guy, and uh, I loved his offense. And uh, he was probably doing we were doing the RPO stuff, uh, our version of it under the center, and doing things that uh, you know a lot of option routes and a lot of stick and you know just routes that you know all about. But we were doing that in the, the early 80s, and the Watson was awesome to work for. And then the head coach of running everything was George McIntyre. What a great leader. And then our AD was a football guy, Roy Kramer. Uh-huh, I mean, yeah. we had we had some some uh, some heroes of the game. I mean, Roy Kramer became – he had vision for the SEC and uh, always loved when he'd come in the quarterback room with Coach Brown and with Coach Amity – and he would just break down defenses. He was a longtime successful collegiate coach at Central Michigan, multi- multitude of, of conference championships. So it was an exciting time and uh, just just a great, great opportunity to be around great, great people. And I see Vanderbilt, that's what Vanderbilt gives our community here in Nashville, just people that are going to be great citizens and great people of the West End community. And uh, I see us building that up and making something great out of a two and 10 season, you know, great op- optimism and of uh, what's going to be happening. I think locked on Vandy show, what you're doing is building momentum little by little, but you know what? That's what it takes. You got a grassroots operation here and uh, we're going to do everything we can with alumni that I know from the eighties and guys that have helped me through our camps there locally and also statewide. We're going to get behind this program. Absolutely. Well, I definitely appreciate all the help I can get, and I def- definitely appreciate doing this. As a na- as now a Nashville local, I am stoked to get behind the the local program. I, I know you know, you know. Part of me is uh, is a Georgia Bulldog. That's where I went to college. But like, part of me has also grown to love the Vanderbilt Commodores and what they've done. I've been to some of the practices, been to games. You know, have got to know some of the players through my high school coaching here with Jawan Williams and Andrew Rector and some other guys uh, and just kind of really, you know, the can't, you know, just got ingrained with, with Vanderbilt. And that's kind of where I'm at with that. And so uh, I'm, I'm stoked. And this is, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm hooked, man. And this is going to be great. And this is going to be a great journey. 
And Kurt, I want to thank you for coming on and spending time with me here. Uh, this is certainly not goodbye. This is uh, see you later because uh, you're definitely welcome anytime uh, to join us to, to, to talk ball, to talk whatever. Uh, I'd love to still pick your brain about your time at Vandy and some of the quarterback coaching world. We just hit the, we just hit the tip of the iceberg on all of that stuff. So this is going to be a lot of fun, man. This journey that we call locked on Vandy is, is certainly uh, going to be second to none. And, and as we, uh, as we go, the goal is to get to a thousand subscribers. That's the goal. Um, and then we can, I can start, you know, looking at different other avenues of stretching the show beyond what it is now. You know, where, whether it's like maybe I do a live pregame show on on Saturdays uh, with one being a remote, like we, we have some incentive goals. Like if I can reach a thousand, I can start kind of doing some of those things. So let's get there. Do it. So Vandy alum, jump on board. That's right. Yeah, we've got a lot of got a lot of guys. Uh, we see in the Middle Tennessee community and guys that I'm uh, connected with, and we're going we're going to start building up. And building up behind our basketball program, Candace Lee, the athletics director, uh, is doing a great, great job. We got to get we got to get butts in those seats. We got to get people in there. People got to get enthused about our our playing ability and our players. Uh, yeah. And we have a talented basketball roster, and it's just, it's just and, and you know whether your opinion, whatever your opinion on uh, Jerry Stackhouse is, maybe he's not the right guy. I don't know, but. Um, yeah, well, that that'll continue to play itself out. So, if change is needed needed there, change will hopefully certainly happen to get headed in the right direction. If not, then may, if if Stack is the guy, then let's get behind him. Right, that's right. But thanks, uh, Corey, very much. I look forward to just being part of your part of your team. Absolutely, and I'm glad to have you. I need a good quarterback on my team, so. Uh, that you are certainly so uh quarterback coaching worldwide guru uh last quarterback to beat alabama and uh coaching extraordinaire dr kurt page thank you man and uh we'll see you back here tomorrow as always anchor down down plus two